Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in with your ears and your brain to another episode of the Strategy Hour podcast. If I sound a little funny today, it's because I'm battling a cold. So bear with me. It'll be great. And my dogs maybe have seasonal allergies and they're randomly hacking in the corner. So this should be a fun episode for you. But it should also be fun because of what we're talking about. Now, I know you've heard me say this before, but we're going to dive deeper into what we actually mean when we say it's easy and it should be easy and it should be fun and easy to make. $100,000 just from your service-based business Mm -hmm. and also in a short time frame, like within a year. Right. I think there's this misconception that money has to be something you, not that you don't have to earn it, but like that it has to work a certain level of hard for it. Well, and I do think in, if you were to say this about, other industries or other types of businesses. Yeah. Like I think it would be really hard to sell a hundred thousand dollars worth of coffee mugs on Etsy. Like really (laughs) for real. But if you say it about even the next level, right, it's harder to make 500,000. It's hard to make a million. It's whatever. Right. But that's not what we're focused on. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, What we mean. And I, and I think truly like I'm going to spell it out like I'm talking to my toddler, just to reiterate and like really drive home the point. When we say it's easy to make $100,000 from your services, I mean, when you offer a service to a client like copywriting or social media strategy or photography or wedding planning or any other examples you got off the top of your head. I mean, you could be a website designer. You could be in pretty much any wedding industry, home organization. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the services that are out there are plenty. You, you, you guys use your brains. You have to be use creative right. to help people get results in some fa- form or fashion. Right. But people are willing to pay for that. Right. 
So what I what I'm saying is, so when you're in that and you're offering that, I'm telling you, it's easy to make six figures just by offering that service and nothing else. Mm-hmm. No ebooks, no downloads, no courses, no podcasts, no content. Literally just offering that service one-on-one to a client, you can make six figures. Well, and you are going to make it harder if you try to offer too many things. Yep. Um, it'll actually slow you down. I, I'm a firm believer, and I wish I knew who first said this, but I think it's been an idea that's been riffed on for a long time, that if you sell one thing one way using one method for at least one year, you're going to get the most traction and see the fastest results. And I know maybe a handful of people, maybe, that have actually stuck to that. They're two months in and they're talking about doing something totally different. Or they're three months out and they're like, oh, I'm going to add this on. Or I'm going to add and start talking to these other people. Or I'm going to start selling using this method instead of this method. And not that any of those ideas are bad or that they couldn't eventually help grow your business. But until you've done one thing one way for so long, you haven't truly harnessed it to its fullest advantage yet. And you're moving on before it actually got super easy. Yeah, I think that that's what happens. And and we've been guilty of this, which is why I'm saying that that's what happens because it's happened to us. It's happened to our peers. It, It happens to our students almost every time we talk to them, right? A new person is sharing their own version of this. And that's what we really want to kind of break down and just like talk about today. I'm not saying we're going to solve it. I'm not saying that we have the magic strategies for you to never do this again in your life because it's something that, I mean, we're even currently going through in our own business. But what happens is we start doing something and maybe we see a little bit of traction. We work with a couple of clients. Maybe we do raise our prices like once and then we freeze. Something happens, right? Where we're like, okay, well, there's no way that what I'm doing right now is going to be the thing that's actually going to get me to six figures or that goal that I have in mind. So I need to add on other things. I need to add on uh, physical products to the service that I'm selling. I need to add on networking and online audience and this, that, or the other. And we convince ourselves that the simplicity of what is currently working And what has already shown us results cannot, for some reason, be the thing that's actually going to help us reach our goal. Right. And the only thing. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. And I think part of it, honestly, comes back to pricing. And I know y'all get real weird about your pricing. Trust me. I've been there. I still get weird about it sometimes. Oh, yeah. I'm like, wait, (laughs) is that the reason? Do I need to charge less even though I already sold it at this other price like several times? No. Okay, first of all, no. But I will tell you about a trend I'm seeing. And if you're continuing on that trend, how you're going to get burnt out and tired and you're not going to make very much money. And, And that's just with undercharging, period. So I've been seeing... Now, this is not true for every industry. There, I mean, there's. I talked to someone literally yesterday who her average contract was $15,000. But she's an anomaly, I would say, in the creative 
space. I think the majority of you are charging around $250 per project. Mm-hmm. And you may be doing 1% of what this other woman is doing, but that doesn't mean you need to only be charging $250 because here's what happens when we only charge $250 and we work with like a seemingly normal amount of people on average, a person can handle mean because there's email, there's like time to set up new clients. There's like all the other things that go into running your business. We can really only handle working with four to five clients a month. And if that's the case and you're only charging $250 per project, if you were averaging it out to four and a half, just for simplicity's sake, that's a little over a thousand dollars per month or an annual salary of $13,500. Now, how many of you have worked your tails off and looked up at the end of the year and said to yourself, I could have made more working at Starbucks, at Target, at McDonald's, at insert wherever here, where you don't get to impact and serve the people in the way that you want to, And you realize that those kind of jobs could have paid you a buttload more than what you just made yourself. Yeah. Well, and then if you were to actually break down the hours, I mean, I've been in a position where I've broken down the hours I spent on a project and how much I charge for it. And I mean, making well below minimum wage. Mm -hmm. I know there's some projects I worked out where I was making $2 an hour. Yep. I'm like, guys, like you you deserve so much more than that. And it's not that complicated to change how it works. I think our generalized answer is I will just work with more people. Uh Yeah. Like I don't need to charge more. I'll just work with more people. Well, first of all, not that getting clients has to be difficult. I don't necessarily think that's the case. And if you're underpricing, sometimes some of you are getting more client requests than you can handle. Mm -hmm. Definitely not all of you. But in general, if you start taking on more clients than that average four and a half per month, you are going to get overwhelmed. You are going to get frustrated at your job. You are going to resent when people email you about their project because they're somewhere in line and you haven't had time to touch it and you feel bad and like all of this stuff, right? So, okay, if we're going to continue charging $250 and we keep that going, we're going to end up having to work with 200 people in a year to even make $50,000. That's an average of 17 per month. That's almost one person per working day. Like, Mm -hmm. because there's weekends and there's all that other stuff. That is not sustainable unless you have like a very specific business model. For instance, Mm -hmm. I will give there, there are exceptions to the rule. So you guys, I hear you shouting in the background. So I will tell you there are exceptions to the rule. Like for instance, If you cut and color hair, would it make sense that you would work with one person a day and charge $250? Absolutely. But I'm that's not the majority of you. Right. The majority of you are working with a client 
over a longer period of time. They're not coming in and leaving. And they're definitely not on a cycle like hair where hair grows and you got to come back. Right. (laughs) So you need to make more upfront with that client because it could be months or years before they need your service again. Well, and we know stylists who are trying to get away from just behind the chair and they're offering more education to their clients or they're they're trying to serve their clients in front of the chair in a more one-on-one way or serve other stylists through education and classes and services. And and that's the, the part of this puzzle that's very similar to the math that Abby's talking about. Right. So if we're going to make life a little more reasonable and go back to that four and a half client per month average or 54 per year, which by the way, is still higher. I was going to say, like still seems insane to me. I worked with, I, I think I'd have to double check somewhere between 32 and 36 clients year one of my service-based business. Now I did do a little over 60 projects. So like, because there was repeat clients, it worked out to be a pretty much about that average. But yeah. nonetheless, you would think need- I worked with like less than 20 people and I had a lot of repeat people and they were all five-figure clients. Right. But like, if you're going to be charging more and working with less people, let's just break it down to that four and a half clients per month to make 50,000, you would need to be charging $925 per project. Mm -hmm. That is not crazy. First of all, I think a lot of people are like, in my city, don't even with me right now. That's going to be part two of this conversation. So you can just wait. Let me finish my math segment and then we'll get to that. But just to up the ante, because we are talking about how easy it can be to make 100000 And Emily and I did it in our first year together. So we know it's possible. And you can say, well, they had this. No, literally, we had nothing. We had the most crappy Instagram you've ever seen. There was literally a picture of my freaking toilet on it. Not with anything in it, by the way, just (laughs) just so we're clear. I was remodeling my house. I was using terrible overlays. I'd never talked about business on my Instagram, first of all. I had no email list. I started a website the same month I started booking out clients. Mm -hmm. And my website wasn't the reason they were booking in the first place. So like, you can tell me we had this, that or the other, but that's not true. Like we started in the same place all of you did with literally nothing. And we got to our first 100,000 our first year in business. And that's because if you do the math, four and a half clients per month, you need to on average charge... Yeah, average. So I'm not saying this every project has to be the same, that you have to do the same work for all the people. You can switch it up. Like we did all sorts of things year Mm -hmm. one, but the average project cost $1,850 per project. And like Mm -hmm. I said, there was over 60 projects that first year. So it was all over the board. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. 
I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I think to move into the part two of this conversation of my people can't afford that. What I would rather have you look at this with with a different set of eyes and a different set of perspective. I want you to identify truly what you're needing to make in your own personal life, what bills need to be paid, what money needs to come in, how often, how much, for what reasons, et cetera. Only you can break that down and tell us. Now we say $100,000 because... Truly, and I don't say this to sound like a dick, like I really don't, but $100,000 isn't really that much money. When you are your own boss, there are taxes involved. You may or may not have to also be paying for insurance if you don't have a partner who has insurance or you're solo on your own. There's a lot of expenses in, in life in general, right? And then you throw in having a kid in there and you've got childcare and doc, like there's so much just to live as a human being. And we want you to have a little bit more than like just the bare minimum, right? 
So our standard for that we want every one of our students to meet like within 12 months is 100K, kind of non-negotiable. You push back and say, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. I really encourage you to break down the data in your own numbers and and truly see how far $100,000 really does not go. So now that you're all on board with that, I think I mean, because I... (laughs) Even if their business is making a hundred thousand, that does not make it, babe. <laughs> that is not what's coming into your home. That's Mm-mm. not what you get to keep after taxes. Yeah. Now you do get to keep a lot of that as a service based yeah. business. Owner Way if it's more than a lot of other people. Yes. And maybe like a small VA and you're really focused on one thing and your expenses and your overhead are really low. But for some of you, like as a photographer, right? Um, you may have freaking studio rentals to to take into account every month, a co-working space, uh, backdrops, equipment. So there's, there's so much props needed for, you know, newborn photography or weddings or whatever. So like it, it's, more, I, it's more expensive than I think that a lot of us realize to just maintain a business and put money back into it and educate ourselves and invest here and there. So we say $100,000 across the board. Now, I think that for so many of us after, you know, we're done, okay, pushing back on that and we're realizing what, what we need, what, what I want you to look at your scenario instead is, okay, now that I know that I need $100,000 non-negotiable, and now that I've kind of gone through some of the math with Abby about, okay, average charge of client, and here's what I offer and here's how that could work in. I'm ignoring what my past clients have paid me. I'm ignoring how small a town I live in. I'm ignoring all of that stuff. I would rather you come armed into the situation with facts and data and look at yourself and look at your service and then now literally ask yourself, okay, if this is the non-negotiable of what needs to be made, how can I literally make that happen? If these are the things that I offer, how can I freaking show up like no one else is to make this seem like a Mm no-brainer? How can I pitch this service in a different way? How can I package it, structure it, call it, title, whatever, right? How can I instead perfect the process and the experience for my client instead of convincing them they need to pay $1,500 for this package? Yeah, you shouldn't have to convince anyone of anything because once they see the value, it becomes like this this total no-brainer for them. Like when Emily and I were we were working together on projects and we would do website design and branding and photography, like all together, they couldn't get in our market at our rate. I mean, they would have to go to a big ad agency to get a similar experience and pay four times, if not more, what we were charging them because there wasn't anyone in our city that was combining all of those services in one. You might be able to get a branding person and you might be able to get a website person. You might be able to get a photographer, but having everything like flow and work together and you have one point of contact and like it's all cohesive and it like that just wasn't happening. And so if you're thinking about where you live, okay, how can you adjust what it is that you're offering so that there really isn't any competition? You're wiping them out by being so different that you're standing out among the others. Yeah, I think, you know, and and I know this is a learned trait. And I know that, you know, as soon as you sell one package 2K, if you've never done it before, it obviously gets easier to sell the next one. 
But, you know, especially once I had Abby on my team to help truly do the math and break down the numbers, it instead of, oh, how am I going to make that happen? How can I charge that much? How can, you know, and all the, the doubt seeping in, she gave me the number of, okay, if there's two of us and this is what we're offering, like non-negotiable, this is the bare minimum of what this package has to be. And I looked at that number and it was like, okay, that's just what this costs. Like, it's how we've kind of come accustomed to things like, you know, going to Starbucks and spending $7 on a latte. Some of us like balk at it, but some of us are just like, that's how much that thing cost. I've been seeing a lot of things floating around Instagram lately where there'll be two columns and one of them, or like two, two sentences right after another. And one thing says like, you know, $165 for a massage. And it says, oh, too expensive. And then it says like $165 at Old Navy. And it'll be like, oh, we got some good deals. And it shows you different examples, $50 here, $1,000 here, whatever, right? And it's all perception. And so whatever money stories we have told ourselves about what we as a person or within our family unit want to invest in, we are projecting that onto our clients. I remember because I'm a photographer, it was really hard for me initially to say, holy crap, yeah, your family of four that's worrying about putting food on the table and sending your kids to school and doing all these things. Yeah, you guys should totally invest $3,000 in your family photos. Um, Because I personally was not in a position in my life at that point to do it. I I could take our pictures easy. There was just two of us at the time. I saw the value because I could educate my clients, but I wasn't my ideal client. I wasn't the one investing in these types of things. Yeah, we almost self-sabotage selling our own thing because we're good at the thing we're selling. So like... like, I could just do this myself. Yeah, because you do it for a living. Duh. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's, that's totally normal. And I think we have but to come at me now as a mom, as someone who hasn't picked up a DSLR in probably two years, I would gladly start up that check and like figure out whatever needs to be made to have an experience like I offered back then. And I do, we invest in photography about four or five times a year, just in our family. Mm-hmm. And that's just one example, but like, and you also have to think about it in terms of like how something is delivered. So I give this example. um, I feel like I talked about it recently. Now, this is a very specific example. It's not necessarily services, but it's just an example of I wouldn't buy the exact same thing in a different scenario, but I will in this one. So for instance, Y'all know I'm like a health nut, right? And I have been trying to eat better quality meat. Like, there's the food conversations I, again. I know. Um, like more humanely raised, grass fed, da 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 da. You would not catch me dead. Not, not that I wouldn't do, go in there. I will occasionally go in there. But me walking into Whole Foods feels like me lying about my entire history as a human being. Like. We shopped at Walmart for years. Like, I didn't set foot into Target really to ever spend money until I was on my own because we couldn't afford it. And so now, me walking into Whole Foods and buying meat feels like I'm lying about my life history. And it feels crazy that to spend this money per pound on quality meat. But in a different scenario, 
where I can buy all my meat. It's delivered to my door. I have enough that will last me two months. All of a sudden, the perception of how much it costs per pound has disappeared. And I don't feel as fraudy personally. So like people will do things that they say they will never do simply because of how you present it to them, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is an odd kind of scenario because they're like, so you're telling me someone wouldn't buy a website if I presented it like this, but if I present it like this, they would? Yes. And I can't tell you what those exact things are because every person is different. Your offering is different. What, How you can wow someone is different. But literally... They could have the exact same conversation with someone else. And even just because it's you, they will buy it from you, but they wouldn't buy it from someone else. And I think that's why, you know, we got so many high paying clients in our first year, because going back to what you were saying, where we had branding, website design and photography all in house, our client might not have been ready to spend that much money. They might not have been thinking that they even needed new website images or new logo or this, that or the other. But because we presented in a way where it's this one easy transaction, oh, you came here for a website, look at everything else we can offer you and here's why you need it. Maybe they walked out of our virtual doors or our coffee shop doors having spent three times what they really expected to spend or thought they were going to spend, but they were happy with their decision because they were getting everything that they knew that they needed. But if they had just gone to us for a website and only gotten a website, I guarantee you they would not have then sought out a photographer, for instance, Mm -hmm. right? Because that just wasn't even on their radar. No, it wasn't on their radar. They didn't know the value of it. I mean, most of them don't even realize they need photography, but that's like a whole nother subject. That's a whole. That market is still untapped, y'all. I know. For real, though. For real. Some days... This is our episode of us telling you we're going back to services. Some days I'm like, I wonder. But then there is one team in town that now kind of does what we did. And I just send them all our business. Yeah, they're so good. (laughs) I love them. I'm just like, no, you guys got it. I'm like, I don't need to do that again. I'm good. No, no. (laughs) I'm too old for that. (laughs) They're older than we are. It is exhausting. It is exhausting. That's true. True statement. (laughs) So I think overall, I just want you thinking about how you can make this better and how you can go after business perhaps in a new way and reframe how it is that you're thinking about money. Because if we continue to have this perception that people won't pay and God forbid, I would never buy what I'm selling. Like people are not going to buy what you're selling. Like not that it's all mindset. I I get so, so frustrated when people are like, it's all mindset. You just need to change your mindset. You can be a millionaire if you just change your mindset. I, I call giant. I put the middle fingers up to that. I call giant BS. You have to yeah. know some things. You have to build some things. Things have to work in a certain way. Some things have to align <laughs> in your life. However, this is the starting point. Yeah. You currently have the skills to charge more than what you're charging right now. Am I saying you're going to turn around tomorrow and quadruple your prices? Maybe not, but can you work up to it? That's what I did. Well, I 32X them. So maybe you do that. (laughs) Totally up to you. You can literally, the number is irrelevant. How you present it, how you talk about the value how you actually deliver value 
Because it's one thing to like talk it up and then not actually deliver it. Then you just like make people pissed off and don't be a liar. Here, here is my one, one strategy for you. I don't know how reasonable it is for you to actually do this, but I feel like this might help. If you are not an only child, okay? If you are not an only child and you struggle with raising your prices or feeling confident about what you offer, what I want you to do is go find someone of maybe a friend, a colleague, someone on Instagram that you know, I'm one of them who is an only child. And all I want you to do- She lies. She has a brother- I have a half brother. He's 12 years younger than me. We both consider ourselves only children. Not a lie. Uh, I am my mother and my father's only child. No, I know that. So what I want you to do is find someone who's an only child, aka me, and either reach out to them or see if they're like, if you can literally get to know their parent. And I don't, and I'm not joking here. My mom is online. She has her own business. Only children parents, and now I am a parent of an only child, can gas you up like nobody's business. The only way I was able to be like, oh, shit, I can 32x my prices is because I was told for so long by so many people that I could literally do anything in the world. I was also an only child for 12 years on both sides of my family, meaning no other grandkids on my mom's side and no other siblings on my dad's side for 12 years years. It was only Emily's world. So like find yourself someone like that who got confidence like that and like be around those people if you can. Because I feel like I don't know, there's just something that can rub off from those well, types. But of I think th- I think there's something to be said there. So I don't necessarily think it's the fact that you're an only child, but you did have parents that like bred you to believe that you could do whatever you wanted and i I, my parents definitely do the same thing and my mom will say things to me and sometimes i have to bring her down to earth and be like you know what i love you for being supportive however (laughs) this is what i actually (laughs) think but i think there's also something to be said if you do have a sibling i think so often we like to look at pricing or like how much we earn or how much we can charge based on our own perception of the world. I would venture to guess if you have a sibling, they don't see the world exactly like you see the world. I mean, granted, everyone doesn't see the world exactly like you do, but seriously, even someone who had the same parents, lived in the same house, grew up the same way, can have a different perception of money for real. I literally buy t-shirts at Old Navy when they're on sale only, for the record. I don't buy things that are full price. My sister would gladly walk into Nordstrom and spend $90 on a blouse. We grew up in the same household. There's nothing wrong with either of those scenarios, but it just goes to show you that it's perception. Because she had the same rules and the same access to money and the same everything. And she doesn't care where I am like thrifty to the bone. (laughs) Yeah. And so I think we just need to get over some of our own personal beliefs about how we set up our business in order to move forward. Would I spend more and have I spent more as I've grown my business? Yeah. Like I think you guys would be shocked and maybe disgusted at how much money we spent last year in our business. 
Oh, Lanta. You don't want to know. I don't want to (laughs) know. And I do know. You guys. But if I had saw that number before I made my first 100,000, I literally would have fallen over dead. I literally might have died on the pavement. (laughs) Literally, guys. The month we spent, give you some perception, the month we spent more money on Facebook ads in one month then I made my entire first year at my first job, I thought I was going to hyperventilate and die. (laughs) (laughs) But like you can grow and you can change. Yeah. It all starts with you accepting the truth that making $100,000 from your service-based business is easy and possible for you. Okay. For real. Can you work with four people a month? Like that does not sound that hard to me. Right. So I want you to write it down. I want you to get out a post note and I want you to write down making $100,000 from my services is fun and easy. And that's all I wanted to say. Write it down on a post note, put it on your computer and look at that every time you are rehashing your packages, your services, your pricing, your processes, etc. Well, and you know what? You're going to share it too. You're going to take a picture of it. You're going to post it over on Instagram stories and you're going to tag us at Boss Project and we're going to share you guys' office so hopefully you can land some more clients. We're going to share your stuff, right? Yes. All right. Can't wait to see you. Slide into our DMs. Goodbye. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.